Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and Laura here with you today to tackle um, a big one, a big one, uh, overwhelm. It's vague. It's everywhere. <laughs> and we're going to spend some time on it today. I can't believe that we haven't done a podcast episode specifically dedicated to overwhelm just yet. Uh, but better late than never. We're going to dive into it today. Um, some important announcements. Uh, today is the ninth. We are going to be having a spirituality and nurse coaching workshop hosted on the 13th by Laura. And if you're like, ooh, what does that mean? This then it's for you. If you're having that thought, <laughs> it's for you. Uh, come, Laura is really, really excited. I'm also really excited uh, to just watch her in her zone of genius and be able to talk about this with all of you. I think it's an important thing. Laura and I really love the aspect of bringing in spirituality into our practice, leveraging it with our clients. Um, it's a really, really amazing just resource and tool to have in the coaching container. So come listen, participate. There's some rules for entry as I understand it. So uh, come prepared, come prepared to that one. But today we're going to be talking about overwhelm. And uh, I just, just got off a coaching call with um, some mentees literally like 20 minutes ago. And I think every week we are navigating overwhelm, especially in the new phases, just like in a different flavor. Every single week, it's uh, it's everywhere all the time, especially yeah, when you're new. Totally, and and a new entrepreneur. So you're a new coach and new entrepreneur, and new new identity. Like there's so much new, and uh, we were just talking about how even doing being new at something can be overwhelming. But we're really going to break down kind of what overwhelm is, the physical sensations that it can cause. And then different ways that we've found workarounds. And the reason we're doing this episode today is because I just came back to record this episode with Shelby from my farm. And the original farm owner 
uh, we met from 8.30 to 11.30 for three hours to walk the property and for us to learn everything about all the animals. I have a koi pond. They need to be fed. They need to be fed with certain stuff. They have to be covered. There's like all these things I have to do to, to keep these fish alive. There's watering systems. There's like so many, like there's so much. And then she's saying things like, oh, we use this hay for this animal and this hay for this animal. And if this happens and I'm like, can you spell hay? Like what kind of hay and <laughs> where do I buy it? And, uh, and Evan and Does I Does Amazon together, deliver this hay? I don't think they do. I don't Can think I set they it do. up on auto ship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Evan and I get in the car and he's like, how are you feeling? And it's like, I had those pangs of overwhelm similar to the feeling of the first day on a unit when your preceptor is walking you around going, and this is here, and this is the code to the med room, and this is here, and you're like taking crazy notes, and in your head, you're going, I didn't get any of that. I don't know mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the overwhelm. But the overwhelm itself is like, I, I have the resources and skills to do this. So it, it's not overwhelming in a sense of I can't do it or it's not going to work out. But my brain was starting to get overwhelmed with, but I don't know everything and I don't know it right now. And that makes me deeply uncomfortable to mm-hmm. not know it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that's how our new nurse coaches feel. And I, I, it was great to feel that today. I'm like, oh, this is how you guys feel all the time in so many areas. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, and I think it can be helpful to break it down, right? Like the tasks at hand aren't hard or super complicated. Like you're going to figure out what hay you need, Laura, yeah. to feed all the different. Right by next week. You know? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to, it's not rocket science, but I think that once your system gets activated and you're like, Ooh, I'm overwhelmed. Then even thinking about it from like a subconscious point of view, you were pulling back from memories from the first time you were ever overwhelmed ever. And it's yes. pretty triggering for most, right? right? So it might be related to school or a traumatic event or like like it, it elicits mm, a recall of something potentially yeah. really big. Um, and then, then we just like, we either figure out how to downregulate or the overwhelm compounds and it just gets heavier and heavier yeah. and heavier and heavier and heavier. And then you just feel like you're suffocating. And yeah. Yeah. Then what? That's right. the right yeah. word. That's like, mm-hmm. like when I, I kind of was, I like to d- define things and look things up and see how they're defined in different places. And the definition we got for overwhelm is that it's a suffocating sensation where we feel like we're drowning under tasks, emotions, or even just the pace of everyday life. And like, as I read that, uh, I flashed back to early motherhood. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I had kids 13 months apart. There was two years that it was, yeah, I was suffocating and drowning yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I still look back on that time. I knew you during that time and I just didn't have any point of reference for how overwhelming that is. Um, Like what a feat it is to be here now and that it's all temporary. Yeah. So overwhelm happened during uh, the beginning of CERT a little bit. Overwhelm happened definitely when you quit the job. Um, Mm -hmm. Overwhelm happened at different points of our business. I mean, think about when we were having calendar conversations last year. No, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even talk about it. Yeah. Like, like silly things like Google calendar stuff, 
uh, moving. You and I have moved a lot over the past five yeah. years. Um, Chase Bank. Chase Bank. Chase Bank. Yeah. Boo, Chase Bank. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the uh, things that all have a solution, right? Yes. We're, we're, oh, my God. I know the people that we talked about this to before are rolling their eyes right now. Like, oh, my God, we've heard these stories already. Move on. I can't. Like, it was so <laughs> overwhelming for me during that time. Scaling our business, like creating systems, being able to take our business out of Laura and I's brain and put it onto paper and create systems that were replicatable so that we could hire help. I don't know if I will ever scale a business ever again because mm. of how hard that was. Or like, I yeah. I will need different resources to do it again because of how challenging that was. Again, all things where no one died, no one right. was sick. No, you know, all of all of these things were true. And still, that was a really tough season to show up for work yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it was so overwhelming. Um, you have to really dig deep and remember that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that it is temporary. And then once we solve this problem, luckily for systems, once you build it once, it's mostly done and you right. just tweak as necessary. But even being a new coach, you don't have any perspective that the overwhelm ends. So it's kind of like having one child, right? And you're like, oh my God, am I ever going to sleep again? And like, this is yeah, not what I signed up for. And this is so much harder than I thought. And then when you have your second baby, you're like, oh, I remember. I remember how hard this was. I remember that, you know, they stop screaming at like four days old. And I remember that they start to sleep through the night at this, yeah, this many weeks old, you know, like you, you have perspective that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that today we can give you a little bit of perspective, that it's all temporary. It's all temporary that there. Are, yes. You're just so new that you, you don't know that yet. You don't have that experience yeah. under your belt just yet. Yeah, I uh, the other like way of looking overwhelm is that at its core it can be a perception of lack of control. Mm-hmm. And for perfectionists, for type A's, this can be really big. Um and the truth is in, from a spiritual standpoint, we don't have control over anything at all and everything is temporary, right? Like if we zoom out, when one of the tools that I like to use is to zoom out. Like, is is this going to matter in five years? Is this going to matter in five minutes? Is this going to matter in five hours? Like how Mm -hmm. transient is this feeling of overwhelm and what are the thoughts that are driving it that I'm attached to? Um, That really helps for me that zoom out of, I don't have control over anything, you know, Mm -hmm. much less my Google calendar in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's all perceived, right? It's all perceived in Mm-hmm. I think it can be helpful to kind of like be silly about this, right? So will it matter in yes. five years? Will it matter knowing that we're all going to die anyway? Totally. We're Whether all dying. You figure so it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just just it... have a temp, just have a, like a intentional near death experience. Like just do a little yeah. meditation. You're on your deathbed. It can help, right? Like that's the beauty of coaching is that we get these little tools and we're like, oh, I know what to do. I know exactly what to do because mm-hmm. I'm being a total controlling asshole right now and I'm suffering and I just need to get a little bit of perspective. Yeah. You're absolutely. good at this, Shelby. You're really good at this. <laughs> it's because I've almost uh, died. It helps. Yes. It <laughs> is helpful. Because you. I feel like when things get scary, you, you, you default to humor and then you're very quick to be like, that's, that's, you know, future Laura's problem or future Shelby's problem. Like you, you 
you chunk it down naturally into like what's at hand. Mm -hmm. And I can get a thousand steps ahead a little bit more. I can be like, yeah, but this affects this and this affects this. And then it branches off over here and it could branch off to the right. And then it could affect this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We just, this is, we're working on this leaf right now. <laughs> like stop with the branches. Look how beautiful this leaf is. Have you noticed this <laughs> leaf before? It's so wonderful. So wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, team, like, I don't, I, I kind of, I have almost died. That is true. I Was I safe? Yes. Uh, but like going through that process of uh, like being in limbo of my aneurysm being really, really, really big. And then um, I've, I've talked about this before of like what it's like to go under anesthesia. Like, I promise that you are just not going to care about Google calendars and systems and processes and all of these things. Right. Like those are just not the things that actually matter in your final right. moments. They're not important. Um are they necessary to build a business? Sure. But but I think that the the meaning that we attach to them, there's like freedom there for us to yeah. to lean into of can we just make it mean less? Can we just make it mean a checkbox and not mean that the whole world is crashing down in on us? Yeah. Um oh yeah, I promise in the final moments you you will remember like all of your your the happy moments, how people made you feel, how you made other people feel, the people you love will flash before your eyes. Like the, those are actually the most important parts. Yeah. Um, all of the the little stupid parts of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> they, they don't even come close. They don't even come I'm close. Like, I'm like thinking back to the last time that I perceived you being overwhelmed. And I would say it was it was during your last move. And I'm like yeah. curious for you how does overwhelm physically manifest? Like when mm. you go back to different periods, I know it used to be a lot of yeah. anxiety for you. Um, how is it yeah. now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't it so weird? Like the first time I moved, it was relief. And then the second time I moved, I was like, wow, this is terrible. And it was, we moved seven minutes down the road, seven yeah. minutes. It's, we haven't even rented out our old house. Like we could still have stuff there. It's just so weird. Um, I think it, so we moved this time and gosh, Rosie was like four months old. So I was really mm. tired baseline, which wasn't helpful. Um, right. But, and it's hot as Hades here in, in Texas. So those two things combined just extra suck fest. But yeah. uh, I noticed that when I'm overwhelmed, I'm not actually doing anything productive. Like I'll just like do the same task over and over again. Like I'll wash dishes over and over again, which probably is rooted in anxiety right or or i'll sit down and i'll do like one tiny thing on my checklist and be like well i gotta i can't i can't look at this anymore i have to get up and like go pace i carry a lot of energy in my body oh, okay. even when i'm tired um and it i think this past time it took me a few weeks to kind of like down regulate because we moved and then retreat and it, like we just had a a lot of really big things back to back um to be honest Probably the past like two or three weeks or the first time I've been feeling like really settled in our routine yeah. and, and and getting in a groove and Ada's back in school. And um, yeah, it's a welcomed, a welcomed routine. But also during that time too, like we were going through a pretty big transition in our business and being overwhelmed did not help that. Like, I feel like I've been struggling a lot with like people pleasy tendencies, like kind of like old habits, old beliefs. I've like 
oh, we yeah. clung onto, you know, and like it's so frustrating and so annoying. And then it's even easier to kick yourself of like, why am I still here? Like, why am I still dealing with this? So I think that it's when I'm overwhelmed, old habits, old thoughts, old beliefs, they just like enter the chat and I just let them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a suck fest. Get in here. Let's all pity party <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, overwhelm, there's like different flavors of it for me. And the one I I dislike the most is fatigue, like severe fatigue. Like if Mm. it's uh, like relenting fatigue where it's like, I guess I'm having a pretend sick day because I have to lay down and I have to, to numb. And that's usually probably at the tail end of consistent low level overwhelm over a long period of time. And then mm. it, I get irritable. And I, I saw a, a really funny uh, video on Instagram about this, where it's like, it was a, a dad runs into their kid's room and he's like, hide, hide, mom's cleaning. And it's like the mom, <laughs> yeah. you like wake up from overwhelm. You're like, that's it. The whole, I'm Everything's going to be cleaned. <laughs> and it's like, everybody kind of just cowers like, oh, here we go. So almost mm-hmm. um, like irritability with a desire to... Uh, Create something I can control. Yeah. And not that that's awful because I can get some shit done. You know, that's great. Like it's the, things get cleaned that normally don't get cleaned. It just doesn't <laughs> feel good. You know, it's not like yeah. a pleasurable experience, but that's, that would be my flavor of overwhelm. And in nursing school, it looked like a lot of anxiety, a lot of tightness in my chest, mm. um, a desire to drink. Uh, it can look like a lot of things. And I think for for a lot of our listeners, you guys are, are nurses in the hospital. You know, one shift can create overwhelm for a week, right? Like the yeah. the nature of the work, we have these external circumstances that put our nervous system into a specific pattern as well. And I really wanted to like acknowledge that it's been a long time since I've had a shift like that, but mm-hmm. that that can happen at any time. It can happen on a Wednesday and completely change your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I also want to mention too of like being overwhelmed. I don't know that the goal is to never feel it because we're human no. living on big you know, Like I, it's just, it's happening, right? Especially everyone listening to this podcast, you probably have a big vision for how you want your life to look and it's going to be overwhelming at times to right. pull that off. Um, so overwhelm doesn't have to equal failure, right? I think that no. it's just like, it's a a pause for reflection of, of like checking in, right. It's an invitation to check in and there's so many ways to support yourself in overwhelm. And sometimes we just kind of have to like be overwhelmed. Like you're about to move. There's going to be probably a stretch of a few days while you guys are like moving and hustling and yeah. like all the things that it's just going to be overwhelming. What it is. Like it's yeah. just going to be that. And the only way to move through it is just to move your shit faster. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, let me give a framework around that because I'll, I'll tell you what old Laura would have done uh, in- internally and now what new Laura is going to do during this move. And really what I did during my last move, as overwhelming as it was, it, it was a lot better in some ways than I thought it was going to go. But old Laura would think, okay, I just got to get moved and I just got to get my whole house set up. and I just got to get everything organized and I got to get every drawer organized and everything's got to be painted and my closet has to be color coded. And once And once all of those things are done, I'm going to feel better. So like, 
bananas, unrealistic expectations, all mm. internal of my own, as opposed to as long as I can get my bed into my bedroom and, and we have a, a bed that you have to blow up. As long as I can get into my bedroom, blow it up and it's below 71 degrees and my sheets are clean, I'm going to be okay. Everything mm-hmm. else is figure outable. That's such yeah. a change in um, these unrealistic expectations. Having kids helps. It's like dishes in the sink. I have dishes in the sink probably 70% of days. They get done. They're just not yeah. done three times a day. Right. Yeah. I think um, that's a really good point of, and even applying that in your business, right? Of, right. I, I heard a lot of my mentorship call this morning of, I just don't, I'm judging myself for not being where I want to be. And then I'm like, well, where do you want to be? And like, it's like not really definable, right? So then like we're chasing a feeling and then we can't really define the feeling. And then like, that's a really soupy standard to to hold yourself yeah. to. Really easy breeding ground for overwhelm. Um, and so I just encourage people of like, can we just be where we are today? Like, how can we be grateful for all the things that are going well? Because all of these folks <laughs> that were saying that they're overwhelmed, uh, they have calls on the books and they signed a client this morning and like all of these things are still going super well, but like, we're just so trained to look at the negative, right. Of I'm not where I'm supposed to be, or it's not perfect or it's, yeah, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, when has it ever been what we thought it was going to be? Like literally ever. Most human beings are running a software program that has frequent like bouts of I'm a piece of shit and I'm not doing enough. Like it's, (laughs) yeah, it's like these I don't know when they're installed. I have, I have, we have suspicions, obviously, and there's lots of space to like go find out. <laughs> but like, we, we could go into the past and do like so much therapy and find out when they were installed, or we can just reinstall like new ways of being and thinking. And when we become overwhelmed or we're hungry, lonely, tired, physically ill, like all these other things, when that we get into that state, we default to these really shitty mind programs um, that cause us a lot of suffering and then can add to the overwhelm. So overwhelm is something that can build on, it can get lots of momentum, lots of weight become really, really big if it's not dealt with like as it comes in like a healthy way. And that's why I love mentorship because I I always tell my mentees and I have a new group that just kind of started, well, I'm just so overwhelmed and I haven't done this yet. I haven't connected and I haven't, you know, it's like their focus is always on Laura's going to be mad because I didn't do all the mm-hmm. things I'm supposed to do. And it's like constantly bringing back to, but look what you've done. Like mm-hmm. look, you're, you're coaching. Someone's paying you to, to coach. You're, you've been in business for four weeks. Like you <laughs> yeah. are nailing it. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, yeah. oh man, I love our clients so deeply and so much. Yeah. Uh, I love them so much. And, uh, I think that because our system works efficiently and well a lot of the time that like we can get a little uh, spoiled's not the right word but our our perspective can be a little skewed of like well I signed I signed 3 clients out of certification and and then I signed 7 more but now all of those clients finished and I just don't know that I can re- I don't know that I can do it again. Like where, where are all these yeah. clients coming from? And I just want to remind you that like, if you did it once, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, scarcity mindset is coming to mind right now. Of Like I promise that there are more people. There are 8 billion people in the world. At least a million of them will know you and like you and trust you. Like at least, <laughs> at least a million of them. So, uh, 
We just have to give you, ourselves some more you gotta time. Sign, you got to sign, I mean, over a 10-year career. You sign 200 clients over a 10-year career, you're good, yeah. right? Like it's, yeah. it's just this pers- the perspective yeah. shift. And the levity, like the 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 laughter. Ha- Evan and I are really good about doing this in our marriage, uh, like really good because when we're both really stressed, he'll do something really stupid. <laughs> and this this happened the other day. He he, you know, Addie's like pouring cereal or doing something. And he's like, Addie, you got to do the dishes. Like you got to do your laundry. Like whatever. Just he's just yeah. wiling out. And I'll be like, I'll just go book my in the bedroom and be like your teeth you gotta get shit done you gotta and he's <laughs> i get it right like yeah. making fun of ourselves even in it as opposed to beating ourselves up and i i love that it's fun to make fun of yourself like that can diffuse yeah. a lot of the overwhelm is just laughing at the absurdity of the standards yes. and the comparison yes. to others and the, pers- the the shitty perspective and the weird mind programs that we have installed that we haven't quite worked out yet mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah. Humor is great medicine. It really, really, really is. I was yeah. um in a coaching session with Rob last week for an update. Everybody, Rob has officially entered a coaching container. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> and we were having a session together, which is like the first time we had ever we'd ever done that. And what I love about this particular coach is he doesn't like he's pretty tough on me. To where even when I like laugh about things or whatever, he like he keeps me on the hot seat pretty well. And this is, I think, Rob's first coaching session ever. And we're doing it together. Um, and so he was, oh, he was talking about my need for validation. He's like, Shelby, you need people to validate you. And I'm like, yes, I know. And he's like, <laughs> but do you know? And I'm like, yes, I'm constantly on the pursuit of other people's validation. Like, of course I need that. And Rob is dying laughing next to me on the couch. And he's like, you do, you do need validation. And like, there's there's a way to like beat yourself up about that, right? Or like, I shouldn't need to be validated and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But like, I do. I love being validated. I That is mm-hmm. something that I can accept about myself and love myself anyway for. Um, and just know that sometimes that that makes things a little sticky for me too. Right. You know, uh, there, there's just, there's room for both. There's room for both here. Um, that's why we like go in on our retreats too. We usually have like a fun moment built in to it all, uh, just to right bring the levity. Like it's, it's so underrated. Most people won't make time for it, but it's necessary for the long term of your mental health. And your right. practice to to practice it. Yeah, uh, I want to just share another, a couple other ways to look at overwhelm, and maybe some like I don't know triggers. And if you're listening to this right now, and you're you're currently in a season of overwhelm, this could be really helpful. But also, if you aren't in a current season, just reflecting back and thinking of when you were, how you felt, what the circumstances were, what your innermost thoughts were. And I think unrealistic expectation, comparison to others, a f- feeling like you lack time management can be a mm-hmm. huge uh, way to have overwhelm. Addiction to overwhelm too, right? Because yeah. overwhelm is a highly activated state. If you've been living in that, you, you might seek subconsciously ways to like be a few minutes late everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. these like sneaky ways. Um, and then physical illness, lack of sleep, poor diet, alcohol, drug use, lack of exercise. Like 
those things, if, if your physical state is experiencing any of those, overwhelm's just so much easier to to fall into because your capacity is much lower. Yeah. Um, and then transitions. Like we're in transition 50% of our life. Like I'm in transition right now. A lot of you starting businesses are in some form of transition. So if you are tired and in transition, we've got a lot of recipe for overwhelm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being tired, hungry. What's the other one? Tired, lonely, hungry, lonely. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one, but like you, you add uh, like any of those sprinkles on just like day to day stuff. It's like an accelerant for overwhelm. Um, I like to, especially those of you who have babies or toddlers, like it, it's just think of when your baby is tired or hungry. There's no reasoning with your toddler. There's no, like, you're just playing by different rules whenever right. you're tired or hungry. Play by different rules when you are also tired or hungry, too. Or yeah. you're in pain, physically uncomfortable. That's a. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Like, uh, we're playing by different rules. Again, it is temporary. It will not always be this way. Um, but it's a good time to maybe move a little slower for like two or three days. And it'll yeah. it'll work itself out um, with some sleep and some snacks and some Advil. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then being sick, like being sick mm. or having a sick kid or a sick family member is that's a, a season of, of different forms of overwhelm as well. And I think the goal here, and I hope this is what's coming through, is that you're not it's not like you're not going to have a life where you're not overwhelmed. One of my favorite reframes is and I remember doing this, like waking up in the morning, picking up kids toys everywhere, putting out poopy diapers out into the garbage can, like just all the the stuff that you do and feeling like, gosh, this is like being in a negative mind space. Like this is so, I have, I got to do so much. I have to do so many things. I, 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 and like the reframe of like, I get to, because if I wasn't overwhelmed, if I didn't get to do these things, then what would my life actually look like? Right. So mm-hmm overwhelm is the hallmark it is like the the shadow side of a really full big life that you've built mm-hmm. whereas it's really easy to slip into that as opposed to i get to go clean alpaca poop out in my farm pasture <laughs> <laughs> uh, i hear alpaca poop it's worth a lot of money there Laura. Right, ten, ten dollars ten dollars a bucket man yep, yep. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, shout out to Brandy Mitchell. I don't know if Brandy, if you listen to this podcast every week, but Brandy, one time I was Marco Poloing her and <laughs> I was complaining. It was when we were scaling our business. She was like, How are you? We should meet up soon. She lives in Houston. And I was like, Dude, I'm in the freaking weeds. And I was just on one. Like, I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so over this. This is so hard. Um, and, I love, <laughs> she came back on, <laughs> on a message and I could tell that she was trying to deliver this gently to me. Um, and she said, uh, she said, I'm sorry that you have what you asked for. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yep. You're right. You're right. She's like, because it's true, right? Like you and I, when yeah. we, we started this business and it had traction, that's what we wanted. We wanted systems. We wanted something that ran. We wanted a, we wanted team. a team. 
we wanted all these things and these were the necessary steps to have that. And so she's like, I'm sorry that you have what you asked for. And I was like, ah, thank you for that. Thank you (laughs) for that check (laughs) right there. Um, Well, if you think about like, uh, I have a one mentee in, in mind right now that works full time. So she works on her business at night and she had a really difficult week. And so she was mm-hmm. totally overwhelmed, right? Like truly overwhelmed. Uh, and I said, well, what if, if you took the whole week off of working on your business, what would you do? Like if, if your homework assignment was to, to only do things that make you happy or that you want to do for the next seven days, like what are some things that you do? And just like that permission to nurture herself, like her shoulders went down. It's like that, even just that shift in perspective, because at the end of that seven days, most likely she'll feel like, oh, I I get to connect. I get to work on my business. I get to have this other dream that I'm working, that I'm creating on on outside of my 40 hour a week job. Like sometimes we, we need to rest and we need to stop to realize that we are getting what we want and that we get to work on, on this, this thing. And, um, that's why I say don't build alone. It's dangerous in our minds without support. It's a really mm-hmm. spooky neighborhood as a new entrepreneur <laughs> in between the ears. Yeah. Spooky neighborhood. That's funny. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, mm, yeah. Well, I feel like I could talk forever about like examples of being overwhelmed, how we've navigated through it. Uh, but I want to leave you guys with some takeaways here of like whenever we hear clients being overwhelmed, we've talked through a little bit of these already, but I want to leave you with a list to kind of run through Um, overwhelming with like being new. Like, can you just accept that you're new here? Right. And that being new sometimes means that it's overwhelming or it feels overwhelming. Like the steps are simple, but it feels overwhelming because you are new because you're trying to get your legs underneath you and that it's okay. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just okay if to be new, you are new. You're new and also not new all at the same time. Um, you have so much lived experience, so much professional training. Uh, it's only new for a little while. Um, also to like, let's accept that you're allowed to be imperfect. Shoot for the B, not the A plus, especially within like the first year of your business. Yeah. Uh, the, the gratitude, like Laura was saying, I get to instead of I have to. Having a gratitude practice. One of our mentees today, I really love this. She was like, I take pictures of all the little moments that I'm present for. So like going to get tea with my daughter or my cat's cuddling on the couch or, um, you know, a rainbow that I see. It's little, little things to yeah. like pause and just be present with. Um, do you want to talk about emotional and energetic boundaries? Yeah, I feel like uh, this can be like codependent relationships where we get overwhelmed by other people's emotions. This could be, uh, this would fall into the category of a tough work environment because a lot of times tough work environments are because we don't have energetic and emotional boundaries. It's because we can't yeah. say no. It's because we, we're constantly people-pleasing. So it, there, it, there are certain personality types and certain ways of being that just lend itself to con- constantly being overwhelmed because of emotional and energetic boundaries. And uh, if if you're hearing me say this and you're like, yeah, that's me, uh, Codependent No More by Melanie Beattie, such a great book about codependency. And uh, nurses are the highest codependent. In, uh, I want to say like 70 to 80% of nurses fall into like 
codependent categories. Whoa. We're drawn to the profession. Wow. That is unsettling. (laughs) (laughs) We want to help. We want to ease suffering, right? And um, so just being aware of that, because that a lot of times we can be overwhelmed and it's not even our stuff. Mm-hmm. Not even mm-hmm. our, it's not even ours. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think I, that uh, uh, it, with like mindfulness prayer or prayer, like uh, even just like the serenity prayer from recovery, like just the wisdom to know what is yours and what is not, and the wisdom mm-hmm. to worry about what you can and what you can't, just that simple practice, giving it over to God, giving it over to the universe, surrendering. Uh, that helps me. Yeah. Lot. Did you guys know that you can like willfully surrender? It doesn't have to be like an arm wrestle to where like <laughs> the universe is like, you must surrender and you're running away <laughs> from it. Uh, the first time I learned that I was working with Sarah Kleiner and I was like, wait, what? There's a choice here. I get to opt in. Uh, that was a big moment. <laughs> that was a big <laughs> moment for me. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, also, I love this one. This is totally a Rob phrase. The the that's future Shelby or future Laura's problem. Yeah. Um, Rob used that a lot when he was in the military of just like, mm, that's future Rob's problem. Like today, Rob has these tasks. I will worry about right. that when I actually have to is really, really helpful as well. Of like, what do I is there anything I actually need to get done today? Is there anything that I need to get done this week or this month? Um, can help kind of like stagger it out and chunk it down. And uh, yeah, team, this is all just training ground. I was talking on our mentorship call this morning of like the highs and the lows of entrepreneurship. They're not going to go away. Like this no. roller coaster lasts forever. You are just building your capacity to hold it and to ride it and to enjoy it. Um, and it does get more fun, but the highs and the lows still still exist. You just have yes. more perspective to bring to the table. Absolutely. Yep. The the roller coaster ride is the dream and we have to learn to ride it instead of mm-hmm. grasping the the rail like we can throw our hands in the air every once in a while now, which is nice. It's yeah. a lot more fun. Yeah. I have a lot of toddler metaphors coming to mind right now, but you know like when someone's kid is melting down in a TJ Maxx and you're like, "Oh man, they either need a nap or a snack." And the mom is over it, throws them over their shoulder and my mom tells a story about me when I was like a baby <laughs> that I freaked out in a, in a store once. And I was like grabbing the security um, checkers by the door, you know, like the the, yeah. the beepers. I was like clawing. <laughs> I can't even imagine clawing at those, trying, uh, just screaming. And my mom is like ripping me off, trying to just get me to the car. I needed to go lay down, get in a quiet space, have something to eat. Um, like we can either just be picked up by a uh, divine intervention and be carried out to the car or we can kick and scream and claw all the way all the way to right. the car um yeah it's all it's all within your all within your choice yeah yeah so bookmark this one for the next time you feel overwhelmed i think that it was light and kind of funny and i bet by the end of listening to it you may not feel overwhelmed anymore hopefully we'll give you a little bit of perspective and we would love to see you at the spirituality and nurse coaching workshop. It's something so close to my heart. I think that uh, my my goal of this workshop is that at the end, you will be 
completely comfortable bringing it into your practice in a way that feels aligned and that feels really safe um, moving forward. And this could work for even work as a nurse in the hospital. This is kind of a it's nurse coaching, but it, it carries over everywhere. So mm-hmm. hope to see you guys there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come join us. We will we'll see you in a few days and we will be here same time, same place next week. Bye, everybody. See you guys. Bye.